Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life. I'm your host, Sarah Moody, tech entrepreneur turned mentor to women who want to know how to embody their feminine so they can rock their life. I'm obsessed with personal growth from energetic healing to rewiring your subconscious mind to receiving guidance from the universe. And I'm on a mission to inspire and empower you with the tools you need to be that magnetic feminine woman who has the love, career, health, money, and life you dream of. So if this is what you're looking for, you're in the right place. And let's get started with the show. All right. Rock your brain, rock your life. Listeners, I am so excited today. I have one of my clients, Morgan Hewitt, on our podcast this week, who is just going to share the last six months of totally fucking changing who she is as a badass entrepreneur. Morgan, it has been such an honor to be on this journey with you. And I'm so excited to have this little chat with you to share with our audience, like, let's F go, right? So why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, you badass human being? <laughs> um, at work, I am the co-founder and CEO of an awesome psychiatric tech startup called Options MD. Mm. We work with the most severe and treatment-resistant cases of mental illness. Uh, we treat these patients in-house. We accept insurance. But on the back end, what we're doing is we're developing treatment matching algorithms so that our doctors can better predict which set of medications a mental health patient is most likely to respond to. Okay, listeners, did you hear just hear what she said? I mean, the mental health industry is like in almost epidemic levels. And listen to what this incredible woman is doing with her company. I mean, girl, it's just, you, you just blow my mind, seriously. Oh, yeah. thank so, you. Thank you for being of service to all thank of you, you listeners as well. Just keep remembering it is so important to be of service. And so Morgan, thank you for this work that you do. Yeah, truly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was just going to say outside of work, I'm a very adventurous spirit. I love to travel. I've lived all around the world. I currently live in Los Angeles. And I would like to say that I guess I'm a good friend. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter and all those good things. Mm -hmm. And she surfs and she does yoga. I surf. I do hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> all the vibey things all the vibey things and we actually met at an accelerator which was super awesome up here in the san francisco bay area about six months ago and one of the bits of energy or vibe that totally connected me to morgan was um i lived in jamaica for many many years her parents are from jamaica it's, it's both, yeah, parents, both right? my parents both of our parents are from Jamaica and our journey just started there. I and mean, it was just like an, oh my God fest. And then when I found out what she was doing and what she wanted to work on in coaching, I was like, let's fucking go girl. So what did you want to accomplish? You know, when, when you started doing this work together, tell our audience. I felt very overwhelmed by life when I first met you. Very, very, very overwhelmed. And to... Anybody who has a startup, you probably know what I'm going through. But um, first, it takes a lot of guts and it causes a lot of anxiety to leave a good cushiony corporate job to start a company. But then when you're kind of in the first... She did. 
which I did. I used to work yeah. at, at Facebook for a long time. Yeah. And then when you take that leap, though, I would say the beginning phases are very creative and very fun. And yeah. also, you know, you have your own salary to worry about and how are you going to pay your own bills, but you're not necessarily paying other people's bills. And when I met you, mm-hmm. my team had grown to a point and we were in the midst of fundraising. And so all of a sudden, I find myself at 29 with, you know, 10 employees who I'm responsible for, all of who are which are older than me, many of which who have families. And I was just feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulders and just so much pressure. I had never had that level of responsibility in my life. And background before that, you know, I was just the girl who would get on the next plane, whatever I wanted to, um, hated being tied down to anything. And so this company, it was really exciting and I still loved it a lot, but it also felt like really heavy and tied down. I don't know. I'm not a parent. Maybe some other people feel that when they have their first child as well too. Um, So anyways, yeah, I was, I was a bit overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. and that was something that I wanted to work on I wanted less anxiety I wanted to be able to sleep better I wanted to feel excited about my company not overwhelmed and stressed about it Mm -hmm. I remember when we first met too Morgan you're like Sarah I just want to wake up and feel excited for the day (laughs) and it's hard I mean I'm an entrepreneur as well I totally get where you were right it's like a lot of responsibility yeah and a lot of pressure and 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 our mind tells us these stories that create the energy right so energy or feelings is all comes from our thinking and so what were some of the beliefs that you had on repeat that were kind of creating that feeling of overwhelm and anxiety and losing sleep and also too like why coaching like why did you decide to go pull in coaching to go tackle this chapter of your life or go explore this chapter of of your life. As I love to say, we're just explorers here. I'll answer the second part of your question first. The only reason why I did coaching was because of you. I was not looking for a coach. I was not open to coaching. I did not think that it was a good use of money. I work in the mental health industry. For me, I spend money and invest on therapy and my psychiatrist and all this stuff, but I had never thought about coaching. Um, And then I met you. I just happened to meet you. And I was like, whatever this woman is taking, I want that. I want that. Like just so much energy about life. So excited about life. And then you had also shared about certain things that you had gone through when you were a kid and certain trauma that you had overcome. And that was something that I really related to. Um, What did I need to get out of coaching? I think that I equated my self-worth with the success of my company. Mm-hmm. And that is why it felt like such a huge weight on my shoulders. Yeah. And anything would go not exactly as planned. Yeah. I thought that I was a failure. Yeah. And I also just thought that if the company failed, I was so afraid of failure. I was living in fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that was a limiting belief. And you and I have worked a lot on spirituality as well, too. I was like a Christian, I was a Christian coming into this, but um, working with you has actually deepened my spiritual practice, even though the, I know that 
what you do is far more expansive than one religion. But now I do believe that my self-worth is something that I'm just born with. It comes from God. It comes from my higher power. And it's something that I have every single day just simply because I'm breathing and I'm woken up. And my self-worth is always at 100%. It's not dependent on how my meeting went or how my pitch with an investor went or how a conversation with a colleague went. It's just always there. And that has been um, a game changer. And it's helped me like ride the ups and downs of startup life Mm -hmm. a lot more smoothly. Mm -hmm. It's so fascinating for all of us achievers, high performers. We all get to a point where our society, especially working in tech, really kind of conditions us to believe that our identity and who we are is about our career and about being an entrepreneur. And when I ask clients or students, like, who are you? And they say, I'm a CEO, or they say, I'm a founder, and they say things that are about their work and their identity. What I then know is that when shit hits the fan at work, we're not on solid ground. And what you've done so beautifully, Morgan, is separate out who you are completely separate from your identity at work. Like you've just spent so much time investing in yourself and your relationship with yourself and not overworking and really taking that time to cultivate that relationship. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about like what that journey's been from six months ago? It was like, all about work and not a lot about journaling or yoga or anything else, right? And now, like you're number one. Tell our listeners about that because I think that is critical to us achievers in tech. When you're a startup founder, I think that you think that your number one most critical resource is money from investors. And you probably think of like your number two as your employees and then Maybe number three is your customers. Two and three could be interchanged. Anyways, you yourself as a founder is like distant. (laughs) Maybe like distant fourth or fifth, whatever. And now I've realized that that's not the case. I and my co-founder, Kyle, we are our company's most important asset. Our employees are important. Customers are important. Money is important. But we are the North Stars. We are the things that are solid and aren't going to change. And so now I treat myself as a resource Mm. that needs to be replenished on the regular. (laughs) Like even after this session with you, I'm going to go do a hot yoga class because it's a very stressful week. Yeah. So tell us what that looks like, how you've been able to, you know, separate out and really create that relationship with yourself. So you're number one. I am number one. One, 100% number one. And I treat myself really well now. Mm. Actually, if I think about that, Sarah, that is something that I don't even think I've shared with you in our sessions. But so for the viewers, I've also been single this whole time. And Sarah has definitely helped me have fun and dating. And that's a whole different story. But I now treat myself like I'd want a partner to treat me. I treat myself very preciously. I treat myself in terms of taking care of my nice things, treating myself to spa days and things like that. And I look at it as an investment in myself as opposed to like guilt tripping myself of, oh, I should be working till 11 p.m. tonight. I don't have time to go to hot yoga. Now I don't do that anymore. 
and you're a great journaler and writing out your goals and dreams and beliefs and shifting belief. You're like amazing at all that. Mm-hmm. So that's been so beautiful to watch Morgan is you just build a relationship with yourself and just fall in love with yourself and make yourself like, I got to fill out my tank first and then let's fucking go. And what other parts maybe talk about work or relationships or money or romance or any other parts of your life where you've noticed that you've changed, where you can inspire our our listeners. I think I'm less defensive at work because I don't think that people's criticisms are indicative of my self-worth. So if you believe that your self-worth is based off of what your employees or your investors or your spouse, whatever, thinks about you then when they criticize you, you're going to be defensive. It's going to feel like they're personally attacking you. Yeah. Now I have a distance between like what I do and who I am. Yes. Somebody can critique what I do or decisions that I've made for the company or things like that. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, 95% of the time, they're not actually trying to personally attack me or say that I'm a bad human being. So now I can hear people's concerns, hears people's criticism, and it doesn't affect how great of a person I think that I am. So this fundraising cycle has been very different for me than previous fundraising cycles. When you're fundraising as a startup entrepreneur, you're facing like rejection after rejection after rejection. It can really get to you. You can start thinking that that's like you personally are being rejected. But this fundraising cycle, I was able to understand that I was not personally being attacked or rejected. Yes. Because it goes back to what you said at the start, where you have now gotten to this place of really feeling and knowing that you are 100% worthy, lovable, perfect, the imperfect, just like the rest of us. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect, right? And so when you can separate out what you think about yourself and and who you identify as, exactly, that just makes makes it easier. I would imagine too. It has for me, Morgan, and in my journey as an entrepreneur, it's made it easier for me to take risks and do really hard things and do really big things and not failure. Um, because I, I don't take it personally. I just, I kind of like applaud myself for taking the leap and doing the hard thing, even if it doesn't work out. Have you noticed that it's helped you kind of think about taking more risk? I've I've always been good at taking risk. That is one thing. But you know what I used to say, Sarah, is that I've never, because I also, when I go on vacation, I like to jump off cliffs sometimes. Like most people are afraid to jump. For me, I'm never afraid to jump. But typically then when I'm falling down, I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? What did I do? I shouldn't have done this. Oh my God, what did I do? What? Did, why, would I, why did I do <laughs> And that's how I've approached life. Like I always will take a risk, yeah. honestly, without thinking it through. Like I, I'm very much like a gut instincts type of person yeah. where like, I'll use my gut, I'll take a big risk, yeah. but then afterwards I will shit talk myself for doing it. Yes. And? And now you've helped me understand that. Anybody watching or listening to this, Sarah is a hard ass coach in the best of ways. She even hears you start to criticize yourself. She's like, nope, we don't shame ourselves. And actually, you taught me a skill set. Tell me. Which is really a great skill set that I have now passed on to one of my mentees, which is when we make a big life decision, (laughs) write down the thought process for that decision. 
mm-hmm. why we're making it yep. and our logic behind it. Yes. And we look at it and we say, okay, is this smart logic? And then if we agree, then it's like, okay, we do it. Yeah. Later on, if it doesn't work out, we say, okay, listen, there was reasons why I made this decision. It didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. But there was thought. So that you could never go back and act like you're stupid. Because I think a lot of us do that where, where something didn't work out. And we beat ourselves up and we say, oh, that was so dumb. Why did I do that? that was so dumb. Now it's like, no, I made a calculated risk. Yes. And there was a chance of it working out, but I also went eyes wide open that it may not work out. And so it didn't work out and it didn't work out. Yeah. And that's where you have all your agency, girl. Cause it's like, you make a decision, you intentionally write down all the reasons why you made this decision. And you like those reasons. They were thought through, there was logic and intent. And then you never shit talk yourself about the decision. You can make a new decision, but I love That's so beautiful that you just shared that, Morgan, because the only way you move your life forward, and you've heard me say this 5 million times, is by making a decision. Decisions are how you move your life forward. When you don't make a decision, you're actually screwing yourself over. You can make a decision to not make a decision right now, but put it in your calendar and make sure that you love the fuck out of yourself that you're going to make a fucking decision in the future then, right? Versus getting stuck in like indecision and overwhelm and, and all the things. So tell our listeners too, like, you know, you started off, you were feeling a lot of overwhelm. Six months later, like share what life feels like now in general. And as you all know, listeners, we are not on the perfection train. We are navigating the human experience, which is 50-50. Sometimes it's fucking magical and amazing and happy and light. And there are days when it's really fucking hard, Right but we're not always living in one or the other. We're navigating the news that we didn't get the investor, the news that we're now sick, like, like all the things. So in general, how do you feel most days throughout the day? That was actually kind of the point that I was going to make, which Mm -hmm. is that life isn't smooth sailing. That would be a completely unrealistic goal. Life still has its ups and downs. I just feel like they don't crush me as hard as they used to. And so there's no startup founder who is going to tell you that their life is easy. It is stressful. But now, before when it was stressful, I would think to myself, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I would just have breakdowns. Yeah. Uh, Privately, people wouldn't know that, but I would. And now when things are stressful, I think to myself, why is this stressful? And then I remind myself, oh, because we're growing. That's why it's stressful. The company is growing. Yeah. What worked to get us to from zero to 10 is not going to get us from 10 to 100. And so now the company needs change and we're having growing pains. And this is actually a good problem to have. And yeah, it's stressful, but this is what you chose. You chose this life for a reason. Yeah. And so then I can still sleep at night. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. And also too, like, I love how you feel and know in your body that this is why you're on the planet. Like this, this chapter of your life to do this work, to build this business, to be of service. Like, this is why you're here. You're like living your divine birthright right now in this chapter of your life, which is so beautiful. 
It's a beautiful way to put it. And I am starting to think about it that way too. You're right. When you manage anybody, it's really is like an act of service. Yeah. Being of service to your employees. You're being of service to your customers. Yeah. And that's actually very motivating. Yeah. yeah. And even like, I love thinking about I'm being a service to myself, like kind of back to where we started, right? Like the beautiful relationship you built with yourself, just to love the fuck out of yourself first. And you're number one and you're separate from your company. So good. All right. So tell our listeners what surprised you the most about working with me. I thought that I was um, hiring you to help me with my company being overwhelming and my feelings towards that. but. You actually helped me with my whole life. And one thing that was interesting was, you know, a lot of founders, they charge coaching to their company, like on their corporate account. And my investors wouldn't have cared if I did that, but I made the decision to charge it personally because I just wanted to be personally accountable. And I think that if I charged it to the company, I may not have taken it as seriously. Mm. And I really looked at it as an investment in myself. And that gave me the opportunity to speak to you about things not just related to the company. Because in my head, I was thinking, okay, I'm paying this money for myself. So you actually ended up helping me in a lot of areas outside of my company. So um, to give the viewers an example, I had just sewn everything into my company. And I started when I was 27. And then like you blink and I'm 30. And 30 is still extremely, extremely young. But you know, I'm seeing a lot of my friends settle, <laughs> settle down, things like that. And I really just thought it was an either or. Yeah. And honestly, most of my last relationships have been like very short term. And a lot of them have died because of the company. Mm. In a good way, honestly, I think having a company pressure tests any relationship. But I had this mindset that I just could not have fun dating. Mm. Like, I just didn't think I could date. I thought that either I was going to be like alone or I was going to find a relationship. But then I think I was trying to force relationships too much. And you've taught me how to be really present. You taught me how to stop future tripping and instead just enjoy people in the moment. Anyways, this past six months, I've had a lot of fun dating. Like I make time for it when I can. And I've met such amazing people. And I'm still not in a relationship, but that kind of stopped being the goal. And now I just have a fun time and enjoy people that I have the pleasure of meeting. It's been pretty awesome. I feel this like I just feel this weight lifted off my shoulders in terms of feeling this need to settle down. Yeah, there's this thread that I now see in your life, Morgan. There's a thread of ease. It's like if you just imagine you're holding your breath, you know, with overwhelm and all those things and like... You can feel your breath now. You can feel the space. You can feel the openness. You can feel the ease, whether you're at work, whether it's around dating, you know, whether it's around like how to invest in yourself. And you're an incredibly successful CEO, founder, and entrepreneur. Like both can exist. What's been so beautiful to watch is you've broken up with that mindset of, I got to be hard driving and take all the responsibility and my identity is my work. And, and you completely unravel that Yeah. to, I'm a successful badass and I work hard and I'm building this business that's changing humans' lives and I'm dating and enjoying myself. 
and I'm surfing and I'm loving the fuck out of myself with the tea that I'm drinking out of my fabulous cup right now, right? There's ease. I could not agree more. All right, amazing woman. How can the humans connect with you who want to connect with you? Well, you can find me on various platforms on LinkedIn, on Instagram, etc. My name, as Sarah mentioned, is Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Hewitt, H-E-W-E-T-T. And on Instagram, it's Morgan Hewitt Official. Awesome. This will all be in the show notes of you incredible listeners. Oh, one more thing, Sarah. Yes, honey. And for anybody on the podcast, if you are struggling with your mental health and if you are in need of treatment, we do take all major health insurance and we are live in California, New York, as well as Massachusetts. And our website is www.optionsmd.com. Oh my God. I love that you just shared that as well, girl. Absolutely. The world needs what you're doing. Thank you for being such a light and an inspiration to other humans on this journey called life that is beautiful and hard and all the things. And so I love you so much. And it has been such an honor, girl, to be on this journey with you. And so thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. Thank you so much, Sarah. All right. I love you, sweetheart. And I'll talk to you soon. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, thank you for leaving a review on iTunes as it helps other amazing women find this work. And if you tag us on social media or email us the review, you'll receive a free, amazing gift. And you can check out my programs at sarahmoody.com and at Sarah L. Moody on Instagram and TikTok and at Sarah Moody Rock Your Life on YouTube.